Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of our Future Focus CXOs. I have a very special guest today, Mr. Sanjay Chobe. He's the VP and CIO for North America for Dr. Reddy's lab. As we know, Dr. Reddy's lab is the big global pharmaceutical company. They are headquartered here in Princeton, New Jersey for their North America operations. And without further delay, let me welcome Sanjay. Can you please introduce yourself and give us a brief background? Thank you, Jay. Hi, everyone. This is Sanjay Chaube. As I was introduced earlier, I manage North America business for Dr. Reddy's in terms of digital and business transformation agendas. Primarily, as we have got a lot of digital initiatives, which includes different type of initiatives such as automation, platform-based thinking, data-based optimization, AI, AML, different types of AI, ML. Now, recently, we have started working on regenerative AI as well. Mm -hmm. All of those I manage in North America. When we started in 2020, this journey, we were about 10 to 12% of our digitization mm -hmm. across okay. all the business processes. And now I see that in the last two, three years, now we are close to 80 to 85% digitization in our wow. organization. I have a few questions for you. Based on your background, I think the first very curious question I have is that you have worked across the world into very different cultures. And as we know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So it's very important to understand the culture and make a digital transformation successful in different cultures. The first question I have for you is, based on your experience, what are the differences you have seen in cultures and what examples would you cite based on how different cultures can impact your digital transformation roadmap this question is very important because most of the time when people think about transformation they think about it is a merely business transformation or digital transformation but actually it is a transformation which relates more to the people than anyone else. Say we operate, whether it is North America and I had the privilege of living and working in Europe. I have lived and worked in the Middle East, India and Asia Pac regions. In many ways, people are different, but mm -hmm. still they are same. So yeah. one has to understand where they are different and where they are same. The changes, all these digital changes or transformational changes in terms of business process, they directly impact people. So to understand their work culture, the language, mm -hmm. the nuance about how a European worker or an operator mm -hmm. think about digital, which be a Chinese operator or an Indian mm -hmm. operator or mm -hmm. someone in North America. Actually, I forgot to mention and lived and work in South America as well. Everywhere, there is a nuance difference. So while there, you have to take into account the subtle difference about the operation, you cannot be successful in any change which you want to bring into the organization. Take a very simple example of a commercial and reporting process. The way data gets reported, the way it gets collected, and it is converted into some piece of information. Across different cultures, it is very different. The way people see it. So, for example, when I was working in Europe, I could see the consumption of information. And it used to come in the raw data form to convert it into information. A French would react differently than a German would. And I also had a pleasure of working with Japanese. They were entirely different. The level of tolerance about data, the process, and the expectation is entirely different. 
when I started my career in India, there was a different type of tolerance, whether it is in terms of data quality, whether it is in terms of data accuracy and presentation. Overall presentation, the way the information is being presented, so much different. Now, data forms the base of most of the transformation which we are talking about here, whether it is a digital business. If you differ in seeing the data itself before it gets converted into information of any sort, or it gets automated, or it becomes intelligent through AIML, think about the basic tenets of the data itself. One group is seeing it differently. One group's tolerance for the data is different than the other. Everything becomes a individual, a very change management centric story. When you are looking at a global organization like us, or I had a privilege of working for some larger organizations in past, this was very big about not bringing just the new ways of doing business, but also understanding the sensibilities of people who are operating there in that region and how they operate how they perceive the data, how they act on the information, every transformation begins there. Oh, yes, what absolutely. If I summarize it, you said definitely take into consideration the culture. I know one example, I also had some global experience where if you see, see somebody's boss, it is looked as an escalation in some cultures, whereas it is looked at keeping him informed in other cultures, right? Two very different things. Thank you. I think this is very insightful. You know, global organizations, digital transformation heavily depends upon these kinds of diverse teams. The second question I had, Sanjay, for you, because you speak a lot about having IT and business in sync, right? How can organizations best align their IT and business goals to make these projects successful? Absolutely. It is a very good question again, Jay. Any transformation or initiative in that area of whether it is just a business transformation or transformation having a digital aspect or ERP or any other IT-related, IT-centric transformation supported by IT transformation. It is neither run by. So it has evolved over a period of time. When we started, it was purely IT-driven activities supported by business, gave the requirement, IT delivered it, business did a UAT, UAT accepted it, and then they moved forward. Then the time came in where we looked into agile way of working, where it is completely collaborative, business and IT working together, evolving a solution, and then coming up with the overall product-centric framework in which it is not a project which has an end date, but a product which does not have an end. So, you keep on supporting the product through its entire lines and not as a project which has ended. So these are some of those evolution which has happened and there are a lot more which will go on in this area. But if you really take a look at not the execution aspect, but when it all began, who came up with the idea? Why mm -hmm. a transformation takes place? Who came up with the idea? Whether the idea came up from business leaders indicating that they need some help because of the market situation or the business leaders had heard that something is out there in the market which can make their product or services more smarter, more viable. But it came through an IT leader or digital leader who came up with that, hey, we can do things differently and way better than what you're doing and proposing this to the business. So this entire dynamics of who came up with the idea, that is where the ownership starts. 
who has the first need who wanted and who projected that this could be who had the thought leadership to begin with now i think we are at a stage where it is still in many organization it is business leaders who mm-hmm. come up with ideas because they are deeply ingrained in business they propose newer ways and supported mm-hmm. by technology whereas in some of the areas digital leaders come in i think slowly now we are finding a balance where teams are collaborating together we are saying why we cannot do this thing differently because when you look at a business process and then the issues or challenges which you want to solve through it aspect of a existing process you are trying to solve now the newer business model thinking when you talk about a newer business model maybe that is where the digital leaders come into play they say hey mm-hmm. we are doing it this way maybe i am thinking about can we do it this way which may mm-hmm. change the entire business model all the newer innovations which are happening that is where the changing of the business model come into picture mm-hmm. now i am not saying that only digital leaders can come with a newer business model operation however mm-hmm. if you have got a better and deep understanding of technology what it mm-hmm. can deliver you mm-hmm. are in a better shape and you are better positioned to suggest if you have the right business knowledge along with your digital and technological know how one can support so these days i see a lot of organizations are supporting their cios and cdos to slowly take up a business leading role because yes. they start to have a good understanding about business as well as the technology and that mm-hmm. is one of the reason of the move these days that cio and cdos are reporting to the ceos or slowly they are getting into those roles compared to earlier days when they used to report to cfos and it used to be just merely a function they used to report to the cfos now can deliver revenue and not merely a cost, cost. we are not okay. merely a cost center to the organization mm-hmm. but a profit center no absolutely so i think what you are saying is who comes with the idea what is the purpose of doing an it project what are the expected outcomes and who are the stakeholders and what are they expecting if you have a good understanding of that aligning the it and business can make the project very successful but you touched upon a very nice topic and i have a follow up question on this i have seen you speak about this a lot as well saying that the business leaders should be technology savvy right they cannot be completely isolated from technology saying that oh when it comes to technology i am not involved so what are your views on how can and in this modern world technology and business is not separate they are extremely interconnected technology can make or break a business today which was not the case earlier so in this new generation how would you suggest that business leaders should become technology savvy what can they do to get there and how can they get involved yes so very good question again uh, these days i see more and more of business leaders they are becoming tech savvy i would say they don't have choice as well because there are two reasons one is the market forces are pushing them to be aware about what's going on in the marketplace which includes innovation and some of those far reaching changes which technology is bringing 
but also different type of technology vendors they also would like to work with in many ways and many mm -hmm. areas and cases they work with the business leaders they approach them mm -hmm. and sometimes they try to educate them so those mm -hmm. ed education sessions in terms of selling also make them aware about the possibilities mm -hmm. which a technology can so these days i would say most of the business leaders even if they don't want most of them get so many approaches by different technology companies they try to reach out they try to ed educate them they try to influence them through their offering that just because of all of those they start getting the sense about what's going on in the market what are the new things coming into the market how it can change so while my at least 20% of the day goes through where i have to work with or i get approached by different technology and the it and digital vendors and the suppliers mm -hmm. who provide their capabilities and sneak peek into what they can do for us and our organization i think some portion of it also goes to the business leaders because i keep on hearing now apart from this the business leaders are very smart breed they understand no one needs to tell them they understand yeah. that if they want to be successful in this business mm -hmm. whatever business function they are leading they have to understand embrace the newer technological changes i see most of the business leaders these days are very open to the newer technology many of them are almost at par with the lot of technical leaders because mm -hmm. of their interest they read they demand they say hey why you are not thinking about this or can we have this so this conversation when i was talking about on the earlier point about who comes up with the idea mm -hmm. business leaders also come up with the idea because they are not just influenced but they are also educated about new areas in my business also i am experiencing that lot of business leaders are very much interested to understand because we do all salesforce right so they are very interested to understand how can salesforce impact my business and it's not about just optimizing the cost anymore it is about also bringing the revenue increasing the top line how exactly it can do and it requires a double click on technology right how can you use crm analytics or tableau to generate insights which we can close more deals because that's how you are going to increase your top line for example right you are perfectly right more and more business leaders are getting deeper into technology the next question i have for you is technology changing very rapidly right with chat gpt we are seeing crazy amount of applications people are using it is limitation of your thinking of what you can use today analytics or ai for as a technology leader how do you see technology evolving in the next decade and really impacting the business and the business strategy so it is very difficult question to answer i will try my bit there are some aspect which i can quickly answer but then there is aspect which is very difficult to answer so i'll start with how the chat gpt or regenerative ai or through the open ai we have all those tools available how best we should see being used in organizations and then looking at a lens about how it will look like in future so i will split this question into two okay the first part is easier question i think the context for every improvement in technology is decided by the organization and sky is the limit about where you can change and how much you can change whether it is 
in terms of text or data or pure futuristic analytics piece or the AI piece in the way we enable AI for the business. However, the lines are drawn. So for example, if I look at my business, where I should be focused more? Should I be focused on top line, increasing the revenue or the bottom line where I'm looking at my cost and containing cost? Now, context differs. If my expenses and the resultant change and improvement because of these initiatives are really that helpful and it can really make that difference to me in terms of at marketplace, either I can save a lot of dollars or it can give me the capability to become a more nimble leader and generate additional revenue, I'll focus. So I would say, prioritization for the business in that business context is key. There are technologies through regenerative and all. You can definitely work on text. You can do your slides. You can do your pictures. There are so many things which have come up, which are fascinating. One has to put into the right context. Do you really want to do this and how much it will be helpful to you in your business context and prioritize it. So we have taken our path actually for last year or so. We have started working on a smarter, completely autonomous machines where it will take its own decision. We have reached the first stage where we created rule-based. Now we are going for the completely autonomous engine where the rules will also be corrected by the system looking at the previous data and how the decisions were made. But that is my context. For someone else, it may not make sense. For someone else, from the context of outcome, this may not be as important. So I would say technology gives you different tools. You have to choose what works for you, what gives you the maximum result. Not everywhere all the tools should work. And even if it is there, it may not give you the kind of outcomes which you are expecting. Now, coming to a second question, we never thought, and I drive Tesla, I never thought in general that how the technology would change and how fast it can change and take your life to a different and a smarter way of operation in terms of changes which are coming in the automobile industry. How the autonomous driving with Tesla or I'll say semi-autonomous driving with Tesla can bring the changes and increase the expectation. So there are so many things which people are working on. I would mm -hmm. say at some point in time, someone turns the page. Then you start a newer journey. I think now with the regenerative AI and the completely autonomous, we have turned the page. Now, I can't predict how fast the future would look like and what all new changes will come. But everyone has to stretch their imagination to think about their business context and what mm -hmm. makes sense. That is where some of those business model mm -hmm. thinking also comes in. How you can do something which is entirely path-breaking. I don't have a direct answer. And we have seen some examples like Uber coming into play, right? which is the biggest taxi company doesn't own a single taxi. Completely different business exactly. model. And so what you're really saying is that for a business strategy, right, business leaders and everybody in the organization should take a look at how technology is evolving, what tools are available to them, how they can help their business or business strategy needs to include technology as part of its consideration. In olden days, we never did that. But that is, I think, the biggest change that we see in building a business strategy look at the technology around you, look at how it is evolving. 
see what's going to work, what's not going to work, and what you can bet upon. I can keep asking you a lot of questions, actually, Sanjay. This is very insightful discussion. But I think in interest of time, the next question I have for you is, what would be the metrics which you have used, you feel is successful in really measuring the IT investment and tracking them to success? Because it is no more just a cost, no more just a productivity and optimization, which we used to do in the olden days. It has completely changed. So what is this new metrics of a technology-oriented world? Sure. But uh, let me answer one of the piece which was part of the earlier question, and then I will mm-hmm. answer this question. Innovation, whether it is a small innovation or a bigger change, a business framework, business model related change can come from anywhere. So today's organization need to think about a formalized way of innovation and Mm -hmm. thinking. So you may have maybe two or three people in the innovation group, like I represent innovation. I have been part of the innovation group along with my CEO, but we encourage ideas from everyone. Because the idea can come from anyone. Even a junior guy can come up with an entirely new or challenging way of thinking. And which usually happens. The trick is not to reject those ideas. Sometimes it is out-of-box thinking. But as an organization, I would say that one should formalize a innovative thinking group. We call it innovation group. With some key leaders into that group. Supported by the top leadership. So that none of the ideas are outrightly rejected and uh, encourage people to come up with the idea with the right incentives. So we do it. And I think it is a good idea. Many of the organizations do it. I don't know how much they follow. And it should not be just for the sake of doing it, but it should be really in the spirit. Now coming to how do we measure the investment in IT or digital? Mm-hmm. Generally, when we look into any investment, whether it is IT, digital, any OPEX or CAPEX type Mm -hmm. of investment. Ultimately, it is a business. If you are putting money, you want something out of it. If the investment is taking place in IT, Mm -hmm. it won't be any different. The real question is, how much is needed for just to keep your lights on? Which these days, everyone recognizes that you cannot do business without IT. Have to have a component of Mm -hmm. IT whether it is keeping your servers, depending on the maturity of the organization, you will have a different type of IT. Now, if you clearly consider this much dollar of both OPEX and CAPEX, is any way needed for, to keep my lights on or to survive? Call it cost of doing business. Like you need any other infrastructure to do the business. Mm-hmm. Some of those costs are that, right? Which you cannot do away with. After that, really the question is where you want to go and what is your overall vision? And this is totally dependent on the top leadership. Sometimes it is CEO and mm-hmm. it is CFO. Depending on the organizations and how they are structured, the remaining expenditure is dependent on that vision. Now, how do you measure the outcome of that vision is the question. Dollar which is being spent needs to be prioritized first where you are spending and why you are spending there. Is it to move the needle in a larger way? Is it because you want to generate more revenue top line? And for this, you want to spend this much money over a certain period of time to generate it. Then you are tracking that outcome. 
if the vision is to reduce the cost by having different types of automation or whatever is the outcome best matrix one mm -hmm. has you go with that vision and the plan now definition of outcome why you are spending the dollar to to get that outcome should mm -hmm. be very well defined in the beginning i would say most of the organization do it some people do it more rigorously than others but there are aspect of whether you really see the entire road when you begin or not mm -hmm. so there could be some variations on the way but as long as you have got an honest way of tracking it you will get a fairly good idea about the dollar which you spend the region why you spend and did it really make sense to spend some of these questions are the question which you begin asking before you start investing a single dollar so i would say measuring the expenditure or measuring the outcome is not really a big deal if you know what outcome you want to get mm, what's your vision and why uh, you started it absolutely why you started is the bigger deal and it should not be mixed with your cost of doing business cost of doing business or keeping your lights on is a cost which you are doing yeah. it because yeah. you don't have any other way correct it's a maintenance cost you can't do anything about it correct but it's an extremely good view what you said is that start with the vision rather than coming up with a matrix to show your project was successful i hate these called vanity metrics all is good but nothing is really impacting the outcome so what's the point of it so you said it very rightly start with a vision think about why you are investing every dollar matters right and build the roi matrix top down rather than bottom up again thank you sanjay for being on the podcast one last question i have which i ask to everybody uh, you are a very seasoned very experienced um, vp and a cio for north america and there are a lot of cxos out there early stage cxos people aspiring to become a cxo so what kind of advice would you give them to reach to the position where you are today very interesting question i would say <laughs> because i had this question i had asked to my cio when i used to work for my previous organization i had asked my cio this question how can i become the cio if i wanted to and what it would take me to become a cio future so he graciously walked me through i was reporting to him and i was so fortunate to have him as my boss he walked me through different skill matrix He said, "Skill and knowledge matter." Most of the people who are on this podcast would know there are different IT and digital sections. Whether it is infrastructure, transformation, ERP, security, you need to be at least expert in one or two out of all of these. From the purely knowledge point of view, you cannot be jack of all. At least you need to be master of some. It is where you get your strength from. Then, from the skill point of view, attitude matters a lot. Ability to work with people, being collaborative, is very important. And so, as taking accountability to what you are trying to do, your style of leadership. Some of those could be collaborative, but it is a mix of how you operate. He clearly said attitude is something which is very critical, and attitude drives your hard work because mostly. you see as you go up you'll have a lot of responsibilities and before mm -hmm. you realize you're busy most of the time the time management working smartly knowing how to delegate 
and how to develop leaders. These are the skills section he talked about. And he said knowledge, he had these two wheels, knowledge wheel and the skill wheel. The wheel of the skill side, he said, you need to perfect as many as possible. Even if maybe out of three, if you are good with one or two, you can sail through. But if you are bad in the skill section, it will be very hard and rough play for you. So think about developing both. And then believe in the law of doing good and law of karma. Wow, man. That is such a good advice. Absolutely. It is such a nice thing. I learned a couple of things out of it. So thank you so much, Sanjay. This was extremely insightful conversation. Thank you again for your time. And I look forward to working with you then. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Oh, 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 oh,